You're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast. Brought to you by Arma Energy. Presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best, motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Just One Helmets, and Bill's Pipes. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, but with me on the line, we've got the honorary Canadian, because his last name is Beaver, Brandon Beaver from California. How's it going, Brandon? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Hey, not too bad. Uh, it's nightfall here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Unfortunately, the Winnipeg Jets did lose their hockey game, uh, much to the dismay of the 15,008 15, that do attend every single uh, game up here in Canada. But nevertheless, uh, I've got a phone call happening down to the 909, which means I'm talking moto, so pretty pumped. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about moto. 110%. Uh, now, I understand that uh, we're w- only one day removed from a rather special event, uh, and especially close to your heart, uh, Arma Energy hosting a uh, military appreciation uh, ride day down at Paris. I understand you were in attendance, and uh, it was quite the day for you. Yeah, it was actually a great day. You know, it just, I'm so glad it came together. We started talking about this at the San Diego Supercross when we did the military appreciation ride, uh, military appreciation barbecue during a Supercross event and, you know, fed all the Marines and Navy and Air Force and anyone else that joined us, you know, barbecue, armor drinks, and just had great times, passed out hats, passed out shirts. And uh, one of the lucky attendees that came in was uh, Sergeant Zapier. He comes in, we start talking about moto, of course, right? And uh, we just ended up racing each other at the first round of the Ultimate Amateur Series in the same class. So, uh he beat me the first moto, and I beat him the second moto. So we just, you know, it was kind of a surreal deal, and we just started talking about uh, putting some things together for, you know, troops because I was obviously a United States Navy for 11 years, and he's currently uh, active duty in the Marine Corps, and uh, we just had some great banter back and forth. And said, dude, we should get together and put something together, you know. And, and so of course, uh, went to the the big armor boss and talked to Jimmy about it, and Jimmy was on board without even a shadow of a doubt. So we made it happen. Absolutely, uh, especially in the United States of America, when it comes to uh, the troops, very few people hesitate to uh, support uh, at a moment's notice. Uh, I understand that, and you did mention that uh, you worked uh, in, with uh, the Navy for 11 years. What was your position with the Navy, and uh, what uh, brought you to there in the first place? Oh, yes, uh, 11 years. I was operations specialist, so uh, at first I was on uh, two different warships, one the USS Racine, one, the USS Pella, who we just decommissioned today, had a big ceremony there. It was pretty uh, pretty awesome seeing the guys I hadn't seen for 20 to 15 to 10 years and uh, really catching up with those guys. You know, you spend a lot of time on a ship with someone and, and go go to war and get pretty close. It was like a brotherhood you had never seen before. You know, a lot of loyalty there. Um, then I went to a ground unit called uh, AC-5, which is hovercrafts. And that was a really good time there. And then my last duty was with a mobile inshore undersea warfare unit 105 out of Long Beach, California. And my last tour overseas was after September 11th. We got recalled for over the for a year. 
So my contract was up, so I ended up uh, hanging up the hat about 2003, you know, and just trying to pursue uh, different opportunities and, and career. Now, does do you still fit into your old uniform, or are those days long past you? Oh, no, absolutely. I fit in my uniform just, just right. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, things, I wouldn't say, are, are different. There's still a ton of respect for any service person up here in Canada, although more often than not, they end up shoveling snow rather than uh, fighting anything. Um, but uh, what was your interaction with uh, Canadian troops throughout your 11 years? I'm trying to think. I think we did a co-op with uh, Canadian troops uh, overseas called Operation Bright Star. Um, you know, every every, mili- every military person I've ever met, you know, we have that common goal of, you know, trying to be better at what we do and, and working together to, you know, our homes free, right? So I've never met any anyone from Canada, Australia, or any other country that uh, we didn't get along with, and, and we can collaborate on how to how to do things better when it comes to joint forces. Absolutely, we are, of course, all allied forces, and uh, uh, as the uh, little brother, uh, military-wise, of North America, definitely appreciate all the things that you guys did, and uh, it's amazing to see um, yesterday. At the, uh, the military ride day, um, did you receive a lot of uh, um, thank yous and well wishes? And um, does it, does, after all these years, does it still feel really good to, to, to experience stuff like that? Oh, absolutely, man! I tell you what, we had uh, a lot of Marines and everyone joined us yesterday for the ride day. I think I was the only Navy guy there. It was kind of kind of cool, but uh, all the sponsors that came out—you know, Spokeskins, Airbeds. Uh, I can't hear me on, of course, you know, uh, Niagara water provided water for the troops. It, it was just amazing. And, and they do, they come up and say, thank you for your service. And it's funny, even when you meet someone that served in the military and the other person that served in the military, you say thank you to each other. So it's, just, it's amazing to really hear that and, and especially see the support that you get from the company that came out and supported this yesterday. And it's just awesome. And they, you know, they were giving out free product left and right milestone. Pro Shop gave out a, a brand new uh, rear tire, and it was kind of funny. They set up a little race from the finish line to the first triple, and whoever got there first got a brand new rear tire. So it's it's pretty amazing to watch because some guys running in motocross boots, some just barefoot. It didn't matter; they were just going for a rear tire, you know. So that was pretty cool. Hey, fresh gobbies is worth. Uh putting in some extra um, effort for. Absolutely. That's really cool. And I'm glad to see that uh, both Armor Energy Drink and uh, like all of their, all the other sponsors step up and support such an awesome cause and such an awesome events like that. Uh, and not only that, but a couple of the sponsors like the, uh, is it the, the water company you, you're speaking about, they also support, supported the, uh, the ultimate series with uh, uh, the, the ultimate series through both, Milestone and Paris. Yeah, absolutely. I work for Niagara Water, and uh, the company's yeah. amazing. It, they actually put up six thousand bottles of water per per round of the Ultimate Amateur Series, and wow. uh, they they actually send volunteers out to pass out the water, and I, I just get to sit back and race. And so it's it's pretty amazing to work with such great people there at Niagara Water, and uh, for them to support motocross. I haven't ever seen any other water company give out six thousand bottles of water per race. Have you? Never in, not not at all. In fact, most times when I'm at the races, I'm paying for water if I don't bring it myself. Exactly, exactly. So it definitely, I mean, they they helped us out on yesterday with the uh, 
the Marine Military Ride Day. And we also had BMX freestyle team come out and actually put on a BMX stunt show with a, a quarter pipe and a box jump. Had three amazing riders. And uh, they just really just got the crowd really turned up and, and excited. And, you know, it was kind of hot, hot out there, but they didn't care. And it was actually, you know, dirt transition, but those guys are professionals and it didn't matter. They were out there hooking 360 backflips, tailwhips, flares. It didn't matter. They were just doing it the whole nine yards. And we actually had another rider show up at the seven years old. Rider came out and he was doing, doing tricks for the guys. So that's uh, Ryder Lawrence. So Randy Lawrence's son, actually. No doubt. Well, he's got the uh, the lineage to definitely know what to do uh, on two wheels, or at least some uh, some great instruction. Um, let's talk a little bit about you on motorcycles. Uh, where did your uh, love for this sport start? Of course, you're all the way from uh, down in Arkansas, where the Razorbacks do fly high. Um, uh how, like, so what, is, what was your first experience with motocross, and uh, how did you fall in love with it to the point where, after doing all of your your duties with the the Navy, that you come straight back to it and now have a pretty snazzy looking RMZ 450? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's, it's great because in the South where I grew up, I have a real big family and a real loving family, and every Sunday we would always get together on the farm uh, in my grandparents' house, and we'd have have lunch on Sunday after church. And and when I was real little, I remember. But watching all the grown-ups and the adult kids go horseback riding, but what I remember the most is all of them went dirt bike riding. Every one of them had a bike, my mom, my dad. And then when my sister Delane got her first bike at 10 years old, XR75 Honda, I was chomping at the bit to ride it, chomping. I was like, please let me ride, please let me ride. So they made me wait a little bit until I could actually pick the bike up off me before I could actually learn how to ride it. So once that happened, if I... Five years old, they called me out, and, and I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, that's so pretty cool. I man. rode on the farm until I actually joined the Navy. Like when I was, yeah, I mean, it's just this it's is loving family and doing something like that with a family sport and everyone having their own bike. It's, you know, to see that it attracts, you know, when you go out to the tracks today and every weekend, it's, it's keeping, keeping families tight. For sure. And then, so you had to put the bikes down uh, for your 11 year service time and then brought it back. Yeah, it wasn't really eleven years. It was only about five years when I was over okay. when I was on a ship or overseas. So as soon as I got out of the Navy active duty, I went and bought a one twenty five and just you know played around on it. But sure. uh, I guess it was about nineteen ninety eight is when I actually started getting into the uh, the racing a little bit more and and trying to uh, better my riding skills. And you know what's funny? The first track I ever raced was Paris MX. Paris MX. Uh... Beautiful track. And I have a quick little story about my experiences with Paris MX. Uh, obviously, coming from Canada, um, we get a fragmented riding season, about six months at best. Uh, maybe seven months if you're, if you're uh, willing to ride when it's kind of cold outside. But nevertheless, um, I went there. Uh, it was January. No, wait. It was April uh, in 2010. And uh, all the jumps, I don't think there was a single tabletop on the whole track. It was all... Pretty gnarly doubles, and uh, I was—I'm a mid-pack B rider, and uh, like just had never seen these like like such a track with such like risk-reward style jumps. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm looking at on the track, and I'm not doing the jumps yet. And I see a kid on a Suzuki 85 just jumping everything, like flying. I'm like, well, if that kid can do it, 
I sure as heck can. So uh, I just rolled right onto the, tr- uh, the track right behind him, and in one lap, did every jump. <laughs> so That's that was rad. sweet. Yeah, man. It is, I love it is, that track. Doesn't, I love it frustrate you? doesn't it frustrate you when you do finally do the jump and you get the courage up and you go, oh, man, that was so easy. I could have been doing oh, that for sure. first try every time. Exactly. 100%. Uh, so when did you eventually make your way over to uh, SoCal? Was that uh, through like through the Navy you had moved out there? And then uh, once the service was done, then it's uh, time to pull the bikes out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I uh, went to boot camp in Great Lakes, Illinois, which was during the wintertime, which I don't know, man. I'm not used to all that cold. It was pretty chilly there. Yeah. Uh, then I went to school in Damn Neck, Virginia. And when I got out of school in Damn Neck, uh, I picked orders for Long Beach, California. So I lived in Long Beach for about a year. And then I got stationed down in beautiful San Diego. And, uh, you know, it's funny, just leaving San Diego today, I still I don't understand why I moved away from San Diego. But it's just so beautiful down there, what I did. And uh, I stayed in California, you know, and uh, I just, you know, got a job and just wanted to see what would happen out in California. And I've been out here ever since, you know. I have three beautiful kids, Travis, Morgan, and Sage. And, you know, it would be hard to uproot and leave until they're, they're out of the nest of the all right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well... You better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. Amigos a racing man. But more than bikes, what Big Jeff likes is a fat bull. Amigos with bran. Fat bull. Amigos with bran. Oats for power. Brands for speed. Ooh, that tastes what a delicious treat. Bees, Emigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. So, what do you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than air and stronger than steel. So, what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X Brand has the product make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. 
all of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. 100%. So um, how did you end up getting connected with uh, Jimmy Sloan and the Armour brand? Like, Obviously, now you're working with Niagara Water, uh, but slowly starting to do more and more work with Arma, and uh, they've dominated your uh the the graphic scheme on your bike if no one uh, if if people don't follow you just yet they should um on instagram you've got one heck of a nice looking bike right there yeah i, I definitely enjoy uh the support with arma i mean you know I've, I've been riding buddies with jimmy sloan for for years and mm-hmm. i mean really helps me uh, elevate my game and it's just fun to go to the track and get the time with your friends and when he took over armor you know and he didn't even have to ask oh, i'm going to support it and uh, try to help as much as possible and, and just a group great group of guys from the race team to the people that are out on the streets doing the tastings i mean we're just all one big happy family and uh yeah i love supporting armor I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to to help them you know even if it's uh late at night or on all my weekends off so it's just a great group of people, and I want to be a part of that team because, you know what, they're killing it, and they're going to give all of it back to the sport of motocross, and no other companies are doing that right now, and why would you not want to be, be part of it, right? Absolutely. Beav, B-E-A-V, 685 uh, is, is your Instagram. For those who are listening, please go follow. Great follow, great info on Arma, and like I said, that gorgeous motorcycle what does this 685 mean to you? Uh, those who usually pick a, a three-digit number have a pretty good reason to do so. Are you ready for this country story, my friend? Hey, <laughs> the floor is yours, my friend. This is your podcast. All right, well, well, check this out. So I told you I grew up on a farm in Arkansas, in Chittister, Arkansas, to, to be exact. And uh, that was about 30 minutes from the school that I attended uh, going to you know, high school. So... Back in those days, and we're not going to date myself, no, I'm kidding, but back in the old days when you actually had to use a phone, not a cell phone, you had to dial dial the numbers. And for me to dial my friends, I had to dial one, 
836 and then whatever their number was. And for them to dial me, they had to dial 1685. And I was the only kid pretty much in, in my class of all of what, 150 to 200 that lived in Chittister. So just, you know, it means, it means home. It means family. It means what you grow up, you know, what you're, what you're based on, what your beliefs are. And that's it's cool. just a, it was a perfect number. It just, it, when somebody says 685 back around where I'm from, it's like, oh, that's Chittister. So it just kind of sticks with me. That's cool. That's, uh, that's how you phone call. That's how you phone home, man. And, uh, it's, Safe to say, most uh, Californians uh, wouldn't think to take that that number because they're all about the nine hundred nine and the the nine nine fifty one. So you're pretty safe there. Yeah, I'm pretty safe. I don't I don't ever see anyone rocking my number, which is awesome. And I'm I'm definitely not fast enough for a one digit number. I think that's just ridiculous. But uh, you know, maybe one day keep training. But I'd always I'm always going to rock six eight five. You know, it's uh, like I said, it is based on my beliefs and family and uh, just good times growing up and. Yeah, and no one else is rocking it. You're right, so it's great. That's solid, man. Now, like I said, you've got a nice looking motorcycle. Who did the graphics for you? And uh, from the looks of things, you must have a couple of um, either sponsors or some uh, some companies that you prefer over the others. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Outfront Graphics has my bike dialed in when it comes to looking good. Um, definitely, uh, Steve from Outfront Graphics. He's got a good vision and how to make things look cool and and definitely supports uh, even old guys like myself. So he, he made that thing look so pretty. Um, also have BMX Freestyle Team that came out and did the Robert Castillo that did the BMX Freestyle Team for the riders yesterday at our Military Appreciation Ride Day at Paris MX. Um, he supports me. Uh, I've, been, I've been friends with him for, gosh, 15 years. He's just a great guy. He's from San Antonio, Texas. He started his own BMX team. He's killing it. So I love going out and supporting him as well. we got Haven Empire Clothing. Otag, he's always getting, making this look fresh with some nice clothes, you know, and uh, Milestone MX Pro Shop, helping us with the parts, of course, Arma, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just blessed even to be able to get support at, at 41 years old in, in the ride and, and have fun with your buddies, you know. 41 years young and uh, still twisting the throttle probably better than you ever have. Um, tell us Absolutely. a little bit about... Yeah, tell us a little bit about the decision to start racing. Obviously, coming up uh, through the, the in, in the sport, just uh, just trail riding and, and and doing it the family thing, um, turning it into no, I wouldn't say competitive, but yeah, you go out there and you twist the throttle and uh, try and um, put the bike as as close to the front of the pack as you can. Um, explain getting getting competitive with the the sport a little bit. Uh, definitely. I'm not a guy that sits on the couch and watches TV too much. So when I got out of the military, I'm, you know, that's, that's a pretty adrenaline job. You always are, you know, you're staying fit. You're always doing cool stuff. You know, I, I enjoyed shooting guns and blowing stuff up, but you really can't do that in the civilian world so much. You get in trouble. So, you know, some passion for dirt bikes and I, I love to just try to better myself on a daily basis. And, and really when I first started riding the, the bike, I was having those troubles. I was like, man, I can't jump this. I can't go through that corner like this. And just, I just challenged myself. And so once I got a little taste of the track and a little bit of racing and, and you do, you want to be out front every time you ride. So it's just hard to get out of you. I can't, even when you're hurt, I don't, I can't take it. I want to get back on the bike, you know, and just that competitiveness, that, uh, that feel of accomplishment when you do good, or even the feel that you learn something. Cause every day you may not ride the best, but you can learn something to go better the next day. And that's, that's pretty much the way I look at it. It's just it's a positive atmosphere. It's, it's cool. 
I enjoy going to Supercross. I enjoy going to the motocross. I'll try to go to every one of them if I can. Did seven Supercrosses last year, trying to get seven again this year. So just a big fan of the sport. I mean, it, it's just awesome. You know, it keeps kids with their families and not on the streets selling stupid drugs or something, you know. So I just think it's uh, it's amazing all around, and I love to push myself. And since I've been riding with Jimmy, it, he's really pushed me in and uh, definitely made me go a little faster. There's no doubt about that because if, if you don't, he'll run you over, one of the, you know, one of the two. You got to get out of the way or get out front because he's coming He's coming for you. Now, I, I got to ask how uh, how you ended up meeting Jimmy Sloan. Like he's, he's, a, he's a pretty interesting character to say the least. Um, uh, how did you guys develop a friendship um, and, and going forward with that? Yeah, I actually... Um, for about a, about a year, I was helping out uh, my little buddy, Dean Spangler, at number 255, uh, traveling around and kind of just you know, helping him out. He was young. He's the same age as J.C. Sloan, which is Jimmy's son. And uh, so I met the Sloan's out at Oak Hill in Texas. We were out there doing a race. And uh, I have family there. My sister, Delane, lives there. So it was kind of great to uh, everyone come to the track, and we're going to watch Dean race, and I actually race as well. And just kind of met, met them because they were racing the same class, and yeah, very interesting guy, you know, just just cool people. I mean, for years, I didn't know what Jimmy did, and it didn't matter to me because we were just friends and, you know, at the track watching watching our boys race. And, uh, you know, when you meet someone and they're, they're positive and they're humble and they're nice, and they say thank you. I mean, they just, those are the kind of people you want to surround yourself with. And uh, we just became friends and uh, really value that relationship as a, as a friend. And, you know, and, and now, you know, but. It's even better than it was before because now we do we get to do a lot of things together with Arma and just riding. You know, every Sunday we try to meet at the track, and that's when he can get his laps in. And I want to go there and learn and and try to uh, try to push him down in the corner every once in a while. You know. So who's faster, you or Jimmy? Oh, by far, Jimmy is. Uh, he, he's quick in the corners. Uh, I'm I'm good in the straights and the jumps, but that dude rails corners, and uh, yeah, he's he's got he's got me so. You know, I don't know. I'm, 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 my goal is to beat Jimmy. I want to race Jimmy and beat him, but uh, that's a that's a hard goal to get. But I'm gonna go for it. You know. No joke. Absolutely uh, glad to hear that you've got that goal, and uh, I wish you. I hope you get it because uh, it's friendly competition. The two of you um, definitely have uh, a, a great kinship there. It's uh, it's it's cool to watch. Um, who did you Who did you look up to growing up? As like, did you follow motor supercross racing like all throughout your youth? And and did you did you have some heroes? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, Rick Johnson back in the day, you know, and uh, Mike Brown. Uh, I followed yeah. Mike Brown from from way back. Uh, the Stingray, of course, Mike Craig, and just you know, getting to meet Mike Brown and Mike Craig when I moved to California was pretty amazing. Of course, everyone looked up to McGrath, you know. Uh, Ricky Carmichael and all those guys. And, you know, it's just, there's so many guys and so many legends that you can talk about on a daily, but you know, I'm i I'm a, I'm a fan of the guy that, that goes out and makes the main event, gets 20th place because you know what? He's there. He's doing it right. So I, I'm a fan of all of them. Anyone that's out there putting their heart into it and writing. Um, I think it's, it's great. And even if you're last place, it doesn't matter because you got guys like us or like me, I should say here, you know, like you said, a weekend warrior type. And these guys are getting paid to do uh, do something that we love for a living, and that's just amazing. But yeah, you know, just all the guys, really. I look up to all of them. That obviously, they're cool. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, w- one of the ones that I can comes to mind is none other than the Milestone Assassin, Nick Schmidt. Uh, being a guy from SoCal and frequenting those tracks, you've got to have seen that kid progress over the years to where he's at now. Even from from last year when I first met him, when he was riding Hondas, complete change from today. He's or to today. He's uh, very confident and uh, just assassinating those top guys. Yeah, you know, Nick, Nick is, he's fast, and, uh, yeah, he's a good dude. And, yeah, he grew up, you know, around a milestone in Paris. And I'll tell you, another guy, old Pike. I mean, that guy's really progressed yes, a lot, sir. too. You know, he's another local guy running around the tracks. You know, I met him several years ago, and and from what he was then to now, it's just night and day. He's just killing it. But those two guys are fast, man. I got much respect for both of them, for sure. 100%. Actually, it's funny. I uh, I texted Brett Q about six months ago, just as kind of like a general question. Because like, of all groups of friends, there's always that one guy who's like, like whether it be your buddies or my buddies or the t- pros that have like, they're all friends. There's one of them that's kind of a little bit more of a goon than than like than the rest. You know what I mean? And I was like, who of your, who of the professional ranks is kind of like, like has the least amount of skill on the bike and still gets it done. And he just goes, LOL Weston. So it's just like, like, it just, it kind of just drove that home to me. Like it's just, the guy has literally pulled himself up from next to nothing. He says like, he used to go hit Glamis in a jeans and a t-shirt. And, and now Look at him now. He's on JGR Yamaha. He was an ARMA athlete. In fact, he was one of the first ARMA athletes like yep. two years ago. Uh, and uh, and that's actually one of the brands that helped him get to where he's at now. That was part of his program just last year. Yeah, definitely. His story is amazing, you know, and, he, and he, he's a tough dude. And I think one of the commentators said not too long ago, from rags to riches, there he is, you know. And uh, he's, he, he deserves what he's getting right now because he earned it. Absolutely. So uh, I got to ask, what's your favorite flavor of Arma? I'm a big, big sugar-free guy. I think they're they're awesome. The crisp is light, uh, you know, so I think the sugar-free is the, is the hit for me. But, I, you know, I like both of them. There's no doubt about it. And it's funny when you when you let people try it, and, and if they're not, even if they're not even big into energy drinks, they try it. They're like, wow, this is really good. And I go, see, I told you, it's good, you know, and uh I like the sugar-free. What about you? Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to try it. I, I Unfortunately, uh, Jimmy hasn't uh, sent me uh, a flat or anything for me to try it. And, of course, me being all the way up in Canada, we don't get Arma Energy. So uh, I haven't had the pleasure of, of trying it just yet. I guess I, I should have taken the advantage uh, last time I was down in, uh, in California. But uh, just I, I dropped the ball on that one. But uh, I'll, have oh. to, I'll have to decide for myself. So hopefully uh, Jimmy will sh- uh, send me uh, an equal amount of both. That was a nice plug. I need a flat, Jimmy. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no kidding. Well, I, I think he like Jimmy has given me um, so much already, more than he even knows, uh, and it's basically just like a a microcosm of his character and who he is. Is that he's uh, and and like he every time that I show him a picture of something with armor on it or somebody's like, Hey, do, like, do you want that? Like, can I hook you up with that? And I'm like, no, I'm just showing it to you. Cause I like it, man. It's just, it's just, I literally like <laughs> your stuff is cool. And he's just so generous and he just, he wants to give back to the sport because he loves it so much. He wants to see it grow and he wants to grow that pie and he wants to give back to the community that's given him so much. And 
I don't mean financially wise. I mean the things you can't buy. The the days at the track with your buddies that in his mind, if he can help people get more of that, then then he's he's doing people a, a service that, that money can't buy. And in in my opinion, that's huge. That's incredible. And um the whole sport of motocross is built around those priceless moments, those moments that you can't quite describe, and those who don't race don't understand them anyway, so you don't try. Uh, is that a pretty good depiction of, uh, of, of Jimmy Sloan? I've, I've only known him for about a month. Yeah, no, that's absolutely Jimmy Sloan right off the bat. You know, when I first met Jimmy, you know, we would just sit down at the track and we'd talk about, you know, where you're from, what you do, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, you know, I served in the military, and, you know, he just kind of stopped the conversation. He said, thank you. I was like, that's cool, man. I appreciate that. You know, it really means a lot to hear that. And, uh, but yeah, he definitely, definitely giving back to the sport and, uh, and spending time with the family at the tracks is, is one of the best things that, uh, I think he, he really enjoys. I mean, look at the amateur series, the ultimate amateur series, second year, the prizes keep getting bigger and bigger. I mean, last year was the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Yeah, he's giving away a Tacoma truck. Four-door, four-wheel drive, Tacoma. And five uh, Yamaha. Yamaha. Five Yamaha. Have five Yamahas uh, and a Sprinter van. Um, and how many rounds is this? It's only it's, uh, five rounds. So it's you have to make all five series. rounds to get the, for the truck. Yeah, five-round well, series. Put, Put it into perspective this way, then. The uh, aside from bonus money from gear deals and your own personal contracts and the and the bike manufacturer, you might actually win more in prizes by winning the like winning some prizes from that series than you would the two fifty or like two fifty East Coast or West Coast Supercross. Yeah, man. I mean, definitely. And, and <laughs> like Jimmy said on his podcast before. You know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. He's not even opened up the game yet, and he's going to change the whole sport of motocross when it comes to giving back to those that ride. Just stand by, because it's coming. And he said it's coming, then you better believe it. Absolutely. The uh, he, predict, he predicted there will be change, and there will be. Uh, great, great to hear that. Um, why do you love motocross so much? Uh, I, I love to ask this question because I always get a very unique answer is that why does this sport hold on to you the way it does? Because um, for me, it's just, like I said, it gives you that undescribable feeling. Well, let's just be honest with each other. The girls dig it. No, I'm That's kidding. true, too. <laughs> I'm kidding. The, the sport of motocross for Arma me, energy again, model. Yeah, Army and Jim Oliver, they're beautiful. All right, but the sport of motocross to me is really, it's about family. It's about, you know, when I was growing up watching, you know, my family getting to partake in, in family rides through the trails down, you know, around the farm. And, and to now when I go to the track with all my buddies like yesterday, you know, um, just riding and, and just having fun and accomplishing a new jump or going faster through a new section, you know, it's just, it makes you feel good. You know, it makes you feel good. And especially when you see a cool pick that, you know, like, for example, yesterday Swaggy was out there. Swaggy, my buddy uh, Steve Thompson's out there. And he's Swaggy340, I do believe, on Instagram. And he was just taking pictures and just providing those all for the troops, you know, for free. When you see a cool pick, like, oh, man, my form was looking good there. And sometimes you see a pick where, oh, man, my leg wasn't out. That's horrible, right? So it's just all about, 
doing it for yourself really is. It's about doing it for yourself and having a great ride and having a, a good accomplished feeling that you're having fun and accomplish something, you know, better each day. And, you know, your, your kids go ride, your family's there, and everyone helps each other out in the sport of motocross. So if you need to borrow a tube, no one's going to tell you no. They're going to give you a tube, and you just give, you know, go give them one when you have one again. And it's just that that respect and that friendliness. You don't get that a lot in other other sports, you know? It's, it's selfish in other sports. Motocross is not. It's all about everybody that rides or they have something in common, and it's just a nice atmosphere to be around. Agree with you 100%. In fact, um, like, obviously, I played a lot of stick and ball sports. If you broke your stick in hockey, uh, I doubt anyone's going to, or definitely no one on the other team, is be like, hey, man, here, try mine, or, like, give mine a shot. I'd hate to see you not be able to play for the rest of the game. Whereas with motocross, like, your bike goes down, and your moto's up in a couple of minutes, and your buddy has the same bike as you, like, ah, jump on mine. My suspension's uh, set for 30 pounds heavier, and I'm an A rider. You're a C rider, but just make it happen. I don't, just, like, I know I've, I've benefited from that. In fact, uh, at the beginning of not last year, the year before, uh, we had a tragic thing where uh, one of our good friends passed away, and, um, and I just, like, we had a ride day for him. And I was trying to get home from work to get, to get out there, um, and... I, I forgot my truck keys or my, yeah, like my truck keys that had the storage locker key on my, for my bike on those keys at work. So I could drive my truck and my gear bag that, and my boots were in with my boot, my bike as well. So I had to go to the track with, and like, I couldn't miss this ride day because my good friend had passed away. I had to at least be there. So I'm like, I'm going to at least bring my, my gear. Maybe someone will loan me boots and a bike to ride for at least a few laps. Uh, drove all, drove an hour out to the track, show up, uh, before I was parked, uh, a buddy of mine who was happy, he was sporting a sling, uh, said, my bike's good for the rest of the night if you want to rip it. And, uh, before I got out of the truck, another buddy of mine says, I'm done for the night cause I have arm pump slash I'm out of shape. You can borrow my boots. Uh, I didn't miss a beat, was out there, had it fun. And that's only one of the countless times where I've had to rely on my motocross family. And I'm glad that everyone has a story like that. Absolutely. I know I've benefited so many times for, for with parts or just, you know, not having a bike or the bike's getting rebuilt or something like that. And, you know, this it is, it is a tight family and uh, they definitely have each other's backs. There's no doubt. Awesome, man. Well, you know what? I really appreciate you taking some time with me tonight uh, just to get a little bit of story about you and just talk passionately about motocross and, and the family and the, and the camaraderie and the community and all the things that you, Arma, and Jimmy Sloan are doing to cultivate uh, great memories and, and a positive atmosphere down in SoCal. Uh, Brandon Beaver, my honorary Canadian, you have yourself a great night. <laughs> Hey, thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time and even calling a, a local writer like myself. I really appreciate it, man. Hey, no problem, man. You have yourself a great night. All right. I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.